Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Sup Talk Radio, another exciting, exciting podcast up on deck. My first co-pilot is single-handedly bringing back breakdancing for the over 50 community and is also the man behind the rapidly growing YouTube channel, Mission to Muscle. David, welcome back. Thanks for having me, Sean. And of Did you hear me? I think we're getting a reverb. Oh, okay. How about now? I think we got it. And of okay. course, my next co-pilot cannot talk anything without him. Are you guys getting it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And of course, allow me to introduce Robic, the man behind the Apollon brand. Welcome as always. Hi guys, how are you? Thank you for having me, Sean. Really appreciate it. Robic, let's let's start off. How did the to give us the breakdown on the Apollon seminar? I've seen all sorts of videos, pictures. Are you proud? Give us the highs and everything else. Oh, I'm just glad it's over, to be honest, because I mean that was the. I mean, uh, you saw you stopped by what about a week or two before the, the before the event. I think something like that, and um, it was a lot of work. I mean, eight months of absolutely nonstop, and uh, the preparation, the nerves, the anxiety, the anticipation, everything that went into it. it it's a lot of work, and I'm just I'm glad that you know it's not behind us. It's a matching success, so you know I couldn't ask for a better outcome. It was it was amazing, absolutely amazing. Awesome, awesome. So I know you're already thinking about next year. Who 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 are you thinking about already? Well, uh, we have been talking to Lee Priest. Um, you know, Ronnie Coleman expressed desire to come back. We would love to have. Uh, I call it the rematch between Ronnie and Jay. So Jay was supposed to come to this one as well. So maybe that would be a great idea. I don't know. It's still a lot. Uh, I, I think we're going to start kind of preparing for it. Oh, Sean, you there? The hope disappeared on us. Um, so yeah, I mean, we'll probably start preparing for it sometimes around January. But right now, obviously, the goal is to suppress uh, the previous one. I mean, it's always you have to evolve. So you know, just hoping to get something a little bit better, a little bit stronger, and a little bit more hyped up. And Sean decided to let us run the show, I think. Yeah, you know what? We should, I should pull up the questions here and uh, yeah, yeah. answer them ourselves, man. <laughs> yes, I'm, that's fine. I'm here. I'm just getting a bad reverb. Oh, there you are. There you are. Shit. Coming in. Oh, got got the professional mic going on there now. That's it. He's coming. You, you, you guys not getting the reverb? Because I'm getting a bad reverb. No, we actually, I can hear you perfectly fine. Everything is great. All right, guys. I'm gonna log out. I'm gonna log out for a minute. I'll be right back. Keep going. No problem. <laughs> David. So, uh, number one, of course, congratulations on your growing channel. I mean, it's absolutely spectacular. I can't. Oh, well, number one, I can't thank you enough for all the reviews that you've been doing for home because, um, I mean, as I said many times, I'm very proud of what we do because I don't think that you know 
when when we release the product that we need to hesitate about anything or be worried that anyone's going to say anything negative if you know anything about the supplements yeah. you know i'm pretty confident that we have absolutely nothing to worry unless maybe uh flavor taste of a certain pre-workout that is that is a possibility so you know what you've been doing and in, in, in record time that your channel has grown is absolutely tremendous work and i congratulate you on your success and i think it's very well deserved uh, no, I appreciate that. But and again, I respect what you guys are doing because out of all the supplement companies, I've been doing this a long time. As far as you know, that I've been putting stuff together on my own just because of my diabetes and stuff like that. And then getting into the health aspect, when you guys are coming out with these, um, these uh, getting into the the health products right now, as far as the liver support and stuff like that, there are so many companies out there throwing these things out there for people to buy, and everything is so underdosed. That it's just it makes me sick my my wife will hear me looking at something and then cussing about this company charging this for this product it doesn't even have this amount in there and it should have this amount these are the studies and you guys actually are coming out with all i don't give a crap about efficaciously dosed products but to dose them per studies to where effects actually happen for health and training you guys are just amazing that way you, you know what i said it many times and well number one of course thank you but i said it many times it's not that hard because you know somebody like yourself and people it's not um it's not a it's not much of a challenge to know what works and what doesn't work um you know perfect example of, of course i'm not going to say the name of the company but it's pretty known company i even would say a reputable company they just came out with a product that and um, I, I will admit that the, actually it's a single ingredient product, um, and that ingredient I wasn't very familiar with. I'll admit, so uh, it was a little bit kind of hyped up, but I had my reservations about it. So I did a little bit of a basic research, and based on what I saw, I was not impressed at all. I was like, maybe I'm missing something. So I reached out to Robert Shinetsky, and I was like. Um, you know, just out of curiosity, I'm like, what the fuck is this? And he goes to me, it's shit. It's pure shit. You know, that that's that's what it is. It says hyped up, you know, the, the research has been done on rats. There's no uh, human data on it. There is nothing. When he goes, it, it doesn't do shit. So it's not that hard, you know, as much as I, I of course, I enjoy the compliments, but uh, who doesn't? But at the same time, it's not that hard to put out good products. That's the reason why I'm always wondering, like, you know, guys like yourself, guys that, you know, have certain medical conditions, obviously doing research because you care about what goes into your body. And obviously you want to improve not just your physical uh, appearance, but you also want to be healthy. So it's not that much of a challenge to find out what works and what doesn't because all the information is right there. I mean, we we have it. I mean, it's it's not a mystery anymore. You don't need to go to college or to have a special degree or anything like that. In today's uh, day and age, I mean, everything is easily accessible, so you can find out. So, to me, like you said, you know, you're getting pissed seeing when something is underdosed. Uh, I can't say I'm getting pissed because I'm kind of happy. It just creates less competition for me. Right. I'm kind of happy when I see shit products. I'll admit that, but. Uh, at the same time, I'm looking at it from a perspective, you're trying to fool the consumer by making false claims. Exactly. Unfortunately for you, you're a dumbass because there are a couple of channels that will expose you mm. and will expose you not based on hatred or anything personal, will expose you just on the fact that it's right there. 
right, right, right. Yeah. What do you What do you think though? More people just don't dose things properly. I mean, are they just kind of preying on the 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 naive? Well, yes, obviously, but I mean, it, it's basic. It comes down to cost to put out. Uh, you know, expense. I'll give you an example. Um, Tatka, right? Uh, you know, David and I talked about it. Uh, if you take, for example, our liver products, right? It has 200, uh, 300 milligram of uh, Tatka in it, which is a decent dose. I mean, it's, it's, it's a working dose, considering that it also works in synergy without ingredients in it. It's a respectable dose, but at the same time, you could take more. Like, for example, I actually have another 250 every day for health reasons, but the cost of that ingredient is absolutely insane. We're talking about one kg is around seven to eight hundred dollars. It's an extremely expensive ingredient. So, uh, specifically, when companies putting out uh, products that are, um, for example, what would be a good example? Uh, something like S seven, right? Robert and I often criticize that uh, that ingredient because it's shit. S7 is put pretty much in every pump product. Why? Because, uh, you know, it has a little R at the end, trademark ingredient. It doesn't do crap. Uh, it costs very little. It's, it's a very cheap product. So it's, it's window dressing, you know. There are some claims that are obviously not supported by anything. And uh, it looks nice. At the same time, you might get, and I've seen this before, uh, you'll see a supplement facts panel where you will see the half of the panel dosed very, very well. And then the very bottom, you will see something like, I don't know, Cognizine, right? Cognizine, uh, which is uh, CDP choline, you need about 250 milligram minimum for it to be effective, for, for it to work. But you might see actually 25 milligram. You might see 25 milligrams. So what it comes down to, everybody knows, or at least most people know that that ingredient is amazing. And they'll see, oh, look, it's there. Doesn't matter that it's severely underdosed, but it's there. You know, so obviously they're hoping that the dose itself is going to be disregarded by the consumer. Unfortunately for them, again, somebody like David, and that's the reason why I like his channel so much, will expose you. Then you're going to be bitter and you're going to be upset. When David and I talked on the phone, I was like, I want you to review our products. Why? Because I'm not worried. I'm not worried at all. I have nothing to be worried about. Um, but there are certain companies, it's not to their benefit for him to review their products. I think that it's very, very dangerous and they playing with fire. Why? Because, you know, you can go with somebody like, for example, fitness deal news DJ and he will say labels are just labels. And to an extent, he might be right to an extent, but unfortunately when you see CDP choline at 50 milligram labels are definitely not just labels it's an underdosed ingredient and it's a severely underdosed but it's expensive hence they uh you know put just a little bit in it and uh, they think it's more than enough because look it's on the label right david so when you do reviews you've done some i'm gonna say negative but you've got a good spin on it that you never like call it trash i mean you can read between the lines but you're very diplomatic has a company ever gotten back to you asking you to either take down the video or kind of tear you a new one no not at all no i mean not not, not that i can recall <laughs> i mean there's companies that kind of just, just shun me you know like uh i think i did a few kind of talking about L-theanine on a few videos when I first started out and never heard back from those companies. Like, 
they don't even give me the time of day if I post on IG and I post a post. So there's a lot of companies that the review isn't that fabulous that are, are like Robic to where they're just like, you know, you reviewed it. Thank you. And they'll they'll share it, you know, and uh, and they don't have any problems with it. But I, I know those companies that are offended already. I mean, there's a few people you've had on here that I'm like, yeah, you, you don't like me <laughs> type thing. <laughs> Not naming any names. Because I know you use Mystery Matrix, and when I hear that, I'm like, "Ooh, this might not be good." Yeah, I mean, I just do that. Just you know, I, I feel I feel that uh, um, <clears throat> there there is, like we mentioned, TJ. As far as uh, the um, labels are just labels, there is a certain portion of people out there that are just can I say ignorant to the fact uh, as far as the health benefits to. Uh, some of these ingredients like betaine and hydrist, you know, you want that at 2.5 because it's got way more benefits than just hydrating your freaking cells and other ingredients out there that have health benefits at certain dosages. And some people are just into that um, quick effect. I get so many DMs and questions asking me, what's the best euphoria? What's the best product that's going to make me happy? And they don't care about the health factors about it. Um, and I'm just like, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. That all comes from your heart, comes from your head and your music and stuff like that. There is no product out there that's going to give you straight euphoria. But the the ignorance, uh, I'd say I say the ignorance as far as they just haven't had health concerns right now or health conditions. So they're not looking ahead in life. They're looking at that momentary high that they can get yeah. for their workout. Um, but I don't know if I'm going off on a tangent. I do that sometimes. Has anybody with diabetes reached out to you kind of because again yeah. you're probably the only reviewer that's ever tackling the actual that health aspect yeah i actually a lot of people over over a period of time I, I think i have a lot of subscribers that are uh diabetics whether type 2 or type 1. wow okay yeah. I, actually david i i have a i have a question for you um you know it, it's something that i've been doing research um for quite some time now um and I, I hope you don't mind me asking this, but uh, what is your opinion on a lot of people are talking right now about uh, berberine, right? And I like berberine. Um, you know, obviously, there is also the trademark look advantage from NNB, which is at least hyped up to be five times stronger. I'm still not sold on it, but okay, let's just say maybe that's the case. But again, I, I'm not sold on it. But my question is actually about metformin. Uh, I read tons and tons and tons of data about it, and I see a lot of people who are not diabetic have been taking it, and uh, they take it for fat loss, they take it for, um, I guess, for, um, you know, age-related thing, like where they, you know, they, they, mitochondria they, problems. Yeah, they, they think that it's like fountain of youth. Apparently, there is very little to no side effects, and it's not dangerous to take for somebody who's not diabetic, and I'll admit, live on air that I've been actually taking it. I'm not diabetic. I've mm -hmm. been experimenting with it since last week. Mm -hmm. And uh, I noticed some changes I have. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to make any claims because I honestly am not the type of person to say something that I don't know. I only know what I've read about, um, you know, literature and stuff like that. And a personal experience, I noticed that I, I'm very carb sensitive. So when I diet, I dieted right now and I lost about 25 pounds or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I'm very carb sensitive. So when I diet, I pretty much lower my carbs close to nothing. Okay. Uh, I increase my fat still substantially and it seems like my body reacts greatly to that. 
This week, however, I upped the carbs a little bit, and I've been taking 500 milligram of metformin extended release in the morning with breakfast. Mm. I have noticed that I'm just as lean as I was when I was on pretty much close to zero carbs. Mm. And um, I, I, looks-wise, I think I look better. Again, it could be it could be just in my head. Totally could be. However, the entire week, and I don't know if it's related to metformin, could be just because I'm I was stressed and I, I I'm tired. I feel like fucking I've been hit with a frying pan. Like I've been very 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 tired throughout the entire week. Uh, again, I don't know if it's related to metformin. Physical appearance, I think it's better. Uh, carbs are added, which should actually help with, I guess, energy, but my energy is absolute garbage. So I just wanted your opinion on metformin. What do you think about it for a non-diabetic? Um, uh, as far as energy levels, do, do you take your, uh, on people who do take it that aren't diabetic should still be taking their sugars, uh, a glucose test if, um, because I it can once I'll admit I haven't tried done it once. Okay, because it can still drop your sugars. And someone who's not diabetic who doesn't know what it's like to f what it's what it feels like to have your sugars lower than normal, because everybody's different. Um, people can run at seventy and feel fine, eighty, ninety, you know, and be feel fine. And then another person can run at one twenty and feel fine. And um, there's a certain oh, one second, Pete, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Oh, did you say something? Well, I'm adult, so we can go to hell. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, any, anyways, um, physically, um, on a cellular level, we all work differently. So, we're all going to have different levels as far as how we feel, energy wise, and all that stuff um, at certain sugar levels. So if the metformin is actually dropping someone who's not a diabetic, their sugar's too low, let's say not low enough to where you feel dizzy or faint, but low enough to where it's shuttling the carbs and utilizing them faster than your body is usually normally usually used to absorbing and, and utilizing, then the tiredness, achiness, soreness could be low sugars and your body just kind of reacting to the idea that it's not metabolizing the glucose like it normally wants to sort of speak so definitely like if someone like yourself i suggest getting a glucose meter okay and checking your sugars like when you're feeling that kind of tiredness check your glucose and if you're sitting like at 70 or 75 or 80 then and then if you're feeling good and at another time check your sugars again and if that good feeling you're sitting at 90 then that means you're dropping a little too low. As far what, as what is your opinion on metformin as is for a non-diabetic that people have been taking it? I'm not going to say recreationally, but for health benefits. Um, I prefer people to actually try to get healthier without the use of, uh, of drugs as far as making themselves more carb sensitive by not eliminating carbs and keeping good quality fats in their diet. Because what happens with insulin resistance and all that is because we um our diets suck and our cells aren't working properly <laughs> because we've either consumed too many fats or uh, we're not consuming enough carbs and our diet is kind of like a keto type diet and then we become real resistant so as far as i'm concerned i, I it's it's just a uh wait to directly answer your question 
I don't feel it's uh it's safe if someone's not checking their glucose levels. Okay. No, it's 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 a good answer. So if for somebody who's going to do that, you know, like yourself, I think as long as they have a glucose meter and they can actually every once in a while, if they're feeling weird or different than normal, they can check their sugars just to make sure they're not sitting at sixty, um, which is really bad. So you can go high or you can go low, and you can actually be bad for your organs and your system. So. So just to put out a disclaimer, if anybody is listening to this on any audio feeds, we're not prescribing, we're not subscribing. It's just three guys chatting um, what works and what doesn't work. So like always, you know, talk to your doctors, make sure everything is uh, looked into. Hey, uh, on another note, uh, berberine and all that stuff. So being a type one diabetic, GDAs to me, I've had very few that actually really delivered like metformin would. I they do this. No, I totally agree. That's the reason when people ask me when Apollon's going to come out with a GDA thing, I'm like, eh, no. Yeah, it's it's almost like a snake oil in a way. Oh yeah, I think it's a gimmick that I just I, I don't buy into it. Absolutely. Yeah, right, right. Robic, what did you think of the fight last night? Well, fresh on everyone's mind. I was, uh, you know, I mean, I, I did watch it because I'm a huge Anderson Silva fan. No matter what, and considering we're about the same age, I was very, very curious. Obviously, I was rooting for him. I thought that he was, uh, he did absolutely phenomenal. His footwork, uh, the way he moved, everything. And I thought if it wasn't for a slight mistake where he was kind of like on the, on the back foot and was dropped right at the end, I thought that he was winning the fight. Um, I think that... Um, Obviously, you know, he's past his prime, and I think in his prime, it was not it would not even be a question. But I thought it's just bad luck, and I think Jake Paul got lucky. On the other hand, listen, people can talk shit about Jake Paul all they want. The kid started boxing, what, like two years ago? He can box. He can definitely box. He can hit. He can box. And, uh, you know, to, to, to get to what he does, it takes a lot of training, a lot of dedication. And uh, everybody who says how much they hate him, well, you hate him, but you're still watching his fights because he's exciting. You know, he brings a certain level of entertainment. To be able to be a bad boy and uh, to sell tickets, that takes a lot. You know, I mean, the guy's been fighting again for two years and he has like five or six fights versus guys who are in UFC or Bellator and have 20, 30, 40 fights and barely make $50,000 a fight, That's uh, that says a lot, you know, because at the end of the day, it's also business, and you've got to be not only a good fighter, but you also have to be a good businessman. And I think, honestly, he's both. He surprised me because even his brother now, his brother is wrestling, and say what you want about wrestling, there is athleticism to wrestling. And his brother is just as popular. I mean, they went from YouTube jokes to, you know, they're, they're doing what they're doing well. I think... I, I respect them, to be honest with you. Like I said, to be able to play a dick the way they do, it's a skill, and they're very, very good at it. And in terms of, uh, and you know, yeah, I agree with what Pete said. Um, the the to, to be able to do what they're doing is incredible. In terms of wrestling and jujitsu, I've been doing mostly, well, not mostly, only stand-up where, where I've, I've trained in boxing and I've trained in Muay Thai and I remember I was training at MMA gym once and uh, they offered me to go you know and wrestle and do jiu-jitsu and I remember being submitted by a 16 year old in a matter of less than a minute 
And, and I was like, okay, this shit is hard, like really, really hard. So anyone who can wrestle, anyone who can do jujitsu, it's a skill. It's it's very, very tough. And, you know, again, I just have respect for those guys. That's it, no matter what. And uh, if you don't like Jake Paul just because he has a big mouth, I mean, so be it. The, the kid is a genius. I think he's a very smart businessman. He knows what he's doing. And regardless, right now he has a W next to his name against one of all-time greats. Speaking of fighting, Robic, somebody asked, when you started fighting, was there anyone you looked up to or tried to pattern their style? Um, again, I mean, I, I, I did boxing when I was a teenager, so it doesn't really count. It wasn't like, you know, I achieved anything great or anything like that. It was mostly, a, you know, kind of for the love of it and passion, and I enjoyed the challenge more than anything, and I ever enjoyed fighting. And... Um, what about Muay Thai? Maybe let's look at general in your in, in the overall. Yeah, generally speaking, you know, I mean, just like everybody else, I grew up with Mike Tyson, you know, and to me that style, uh, that aggressiveness, uh, ferocity, I mean, that was uh, that was standard, I think, for everybody. You know, we looked up to him. But my all-time favorite boxer, believe it or not, is Lennox Lewis. Really? Okay. Yeah, always. I, I thought he was kind of sort of a gentleman in and outside the ring. And I always like, but to me, the key when it comes to fighting, don't get me wrong, I like McGregor, I like Tyson, I like the aggressive guys. I like those guys who are, um, you know, bring entertainment value. But to me, it's um, it's always guys like Fedor, like uh, Anderson Silva, like Lennox Lewis. So those are the ones who will shake your hand before the fight, will shake your hand after the fight. And we'll treat it as a sport and as a art and as, uh, you know, and we'll show respect. Because I think respect is something that is lost, uh, especially these days. And I think that that's, that's something that's hurting us. Like, you know, like, for example, you or, you know, or Pete, we bust each other's chops. But uh, it's all done out of respect. And there are limits that we do not cross. Because we are friends, we, we can say certain things. But they all in a good, loving, friendly manner. Um, you know, whenever we need something, we just reach out to each other and, you know, ask for help or assistance. And, and we usually there for each other. I think that that is what is lost. I think that that level of respect, like today to tell somebody, go fuck yourself is pretty much a standard and it's almost yeah. like normal. And especially, you know, all these, uh, keyboard warriors and stuff like that, you know, they go and they offend people and they hurt people's feelings, you know, it was, um, talking to and about somebody today who I find often can come off very disrespectful. And I said, when you disrespect somebody, when you offend somebody, what you not taking into account is that that person has feelings and maybe goes through something in life where, you know, they maybe have a loved one dying or they have uh, a sort of a tragedy in a family or a health issue or something like that. And you're going and you're insulting that person, you're hurting that person's feelings for absolutely no reason. To me, that is totally unacceptable. And I remember, you know, that this is, I guess, where Peter is right. I am old. Uh, I remember 20, 30 years ago, if I talked back to somebody who was older, when I, when I, if I would disrespect somebody, there were, there were consequences for that. 
that was not allowed. You know, I mean, that was just completely a big, big no. I remember, you know, if you were riding a bus or you were on a train or something like that, and a woman would be standing or an elderly man or a woman, you just get the fuck up and, you know, give up your seat. But today you can go on a subway or on a bus and a 16-year-old, 18-year-old, 25-year-old will be sitting his ass while somebody in his 60s, 70s, 80s will be standing, you know, obviously suffering, and nobody gives a shit. Nobody gives a shit cursing and stuff like that and, and talking back. Kids disrespect their parents. It's a standard. It's okay. And, uh, you know, and if, if anything, a kid can say to you, if you touch me or if you say something or, or if you shame me, you know, I'm going to go to the police. I'm going to go to court. I'm going to sue. I mean, you have kids suing the, the parents today for saying something. You know, if I looked at my mom the wrong way, I was scared of my mom when I was in my 30s. Yeah, I would yeah. talk to her, back to her, because there were consequences. You know, yes, I mean, I was somebody who was in the ring, and I was somebody who would fight or and, 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 and get into fights. But talking back to my mom, uh, I would think twice about that. You know, I, I always said I, I've been in, in a few fights, and my nose is broken. And the only one who broke my nose was my mom. Was there a tool of choice? I'm not going to go and say it was intentional. It wasn't intentional. It's just I was a kid. I talked back to her and I was misbehaving. And she threw a slipper at me, and that slipper <laughs> landed on my nose and she broke my nose. So, you know, it's funny now. Shit, this, this Jewish nose doesn't look good as is. So, uh, you know, but. The, the bottom line is respect is something that is lost and something tells me that we're not getting it back anytime soon. Yeah, yeah that, that's my issue. Go off on a tangent here that I feel technologically we keep going up, but I think society and, and socialism and everything else is just going on the decline. Like I'm almost afraid to see what's going to be in 20, 30 years with, with our grandkids or great grandkids to see what situations are like then. Yeah. You know, um, but Robic, so somebody asked, when is your next fight? Because there's a video floating around from the seminar where you were kind of squaring up against somebody. I don't know who it was, if that was just a, a photo moment or if that's something that's I think, you know, what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, it's um, his name is Justin Gershkevich, who is um, actually one of the best Muay Thai fighters in the United States. Um, somebody I respect greatly. I, I consider him a friend and. He was supposed to be a couple of years ago. Was supposed to be my swan song, my 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 last fight. Um, you know, uh, an easy fight for him and just an experience for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I was supposed to be the punching bag, but I I agreed to it because I I love the challenge and I, I it just that fight never materialized. It never happened. Uh, there was some issues with the promoter and just let's just say you know it's one of those things that never materialized. And because I was already. In my early 40s, kind of, since it didn't happen, you know, it, it didn't happen. So he was actually one of the guests at the All-Star Seminar. He just goofed around and, and he said that it would be cool to do it. Um, the challenge was real, actually. The challenge was um, um, for a charity. It was, it was for charity for money to be donated to the victims of war in Ukraine, which is obviously something very important to me, something very close to my heart. And um, uh, we did square off. That was, of course, in just good fun and for entertainment purposes. 
nevertheless, uh, we did talk about it after, and um, it's not something that is ruled out. I mean, something that I'm willing to entertain, he's willing to entertain. Um, it comes down only to logistics, where and when. Um, you know, obviously, I'm turning 48 in February, so it can't wait that long. <laughs> but uh, uh, it, it's something that I would definitely do, especially for a good cause. Um, yesterday, one of the fights um, uh, during the Anderson Silva, I mean, Anderson Silva is my age. We were born both in 1975. And seeing somebody like him do what he does, obviously, I'm no Anderson Silva. But to look up to somebody like that, you do draw inspiration. It, it does kind of like motivates you. And I'm no stranger to working hard and challenging myself, challenging myself physically. I, I enjoy it. It gives me a, a great level of satisfaction. I love the adrenaline rush as well. And then on the card was also Dr. Mike, who is uh, was born in Russia. And he was um, he's not a fighter. He does boxing only as a hobby. He's a doctor, he's a celebrity, I mean, YouTuber, a blogger, very, very popular. And he was fighting yesterday for a charity, I believe, for Harlem Kids or something like that. Um, and that also kind of like inspires you to do certain things. So would I do it? Yes. Um, you know, we'll probably revisit it in the next month or so. We'll talk about it. And if possible, I'm definitely game to do it. Why not? You know, especially if it's for something good. Is he your age or is he younger or? He's younger than me. He's uh, about, I would say, roughly around 10 years younger. Okay. Um, he holds, yeah, he holds a couple of belts. I mean, he's very well known in, in, in the States. He has a, he's way more experienced than me as well. But again, it's a challenge. It's, um, I, I, I respect him greatly. I always like a challenge. I mean, look, I mean, Apollo Nutrition was also a challenge a small, tiny little brand out of a small, tiny little gym. And I think we have achieved quite something, you know, and I think we're still growing. So I think that if we don't have a challenge in life, I mean, look, David is sitting right here. And David is diabetic and, you know, and he has these challenges and he has a full-time job, a family. Nevertheless, he has an incredible physique. He can dance better than most people I know. Yeah. Uh, very intelligent man and somebody who I find to be very inspirational too. So I think that that just goes to show that anything is possible. Well, maybe not anything because that's usually exaggerated, but almost anything as long as at least you commit yourself and give a hundred percent push. Yep. Thank you, Robert. So Dave, a couple of questions for you. What is your favorite pollen product or products? Hooligan. <laughs> I love hooligan. That's my pre-workout there. It's funny. Ari was saying, oh, you know, I was talking to him and he said something about that's a lot of caffeine. And I can't, I, I'm not taking that every single day or, you know, more than two days. I'll take that sucker four days in a row. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I love hooligan. Uh, liver support. And right now, one of my favorite ones, I still got to do a review on it, is their, um, the collagen. I really love the collagen. I've, I've been researching it so much that it's the, the formula is just, uh, it's perfect. It's dosed and everything. I love what they did with that thing. To be honest, you took me to class with it, with your Tutka review from the liver lover. I mean, I was learning a little something from your review, but like I walked away, like, like my IQ jumped like five, 10 points. That was amazing. Yeah. Well, you know something, uh, a lot of, uh, type, uh, people who are insulin resistant, type two, type one diabetics, type two diabetics in particular, 
they're they've got a communication problem between the pancreas and the liver and um they should be taking like liver support so that then that's the perfect one because the enzymes are going to be up the communication is wrong um a lot of people go the wrong route where they just instead of trying to take care of their their organs first like the liver they go straight to like pulling carbs um and eating more fats which is going to damage them even more so as far as that particular product it's actually a daily uh, it's it's in my daily regimen pretty much i may take a week off between bottles but i think it's a perfect supplement to that people should be taking for all kinds of health benefits as far as cellular level mitochondria liver enzymes it's fabulous do you get off it because it's suggested to kind of clean out that not clean out the system or is it just your your, your personal choice it's personal choice okay yeah it's just kind of like you know uh any any uh, adaptogens or any kind of ingredients out there, our body does kind of adapt to the ingredients to where it doesn't work as well. So it's just in my mind, I'm like, I'm taking a week off, two weeks off, and I'm jumping back on just so I can, you know, reap the benefits and nothing's happening as far as my body's not, you know, doing something else with these ingredients because we don't know what's going on, on the inside. Um, there is an interesting question from Simon regarding um, collagen products and kidney stones. Um, I did hear it a few times. Maybe, David, you, you, you can answer this better than I can because otherwise I would be probably biased and defensive. But I have kidney stones and I do take collagen products. I mean, I have the best ones, so why not? Um, I, as far as I know, and again, before David maybe answers this better than I do, um, Kidney stones are, you know, it's, it's, it, it can be attributed to genetics and poor diet as well. Uh, but um, I think I had kidney stones, as far as I remember, I was actually told because of excessive amounts of protein that I had. And I used to consume excessive, I mean, crazy amounts of protein. But at the same time, just like with anything in life and in health, I think it's very, very hard to pinpoint to one reason for certain things happening um you know i mean i know that i have genetically high cholesterol and uh when they wanted to put me on statins i refused instead i didn't really change my diet in terms of fats i still eat my steak i still eat my whole eggs i still eat my bacon the only things that i did change was i did increase my cardio i added uh, a good source of garlic uh pills uh red yeast niacin and um my my cholesterol levels have dropped tremendously. I'm still hot on a higher side because I believe that's genetics. And when my doctors asked me if I eliminated the red meat and I eliminated bacon, if I eliminated eggs, I said, no, I said, I didn't do shit. I did add though healthy fats like avocado and, and unsalted nuts and olive oil and stuff like that to my diet. So I did add that. But in terms of eliminating, I didn't do shit. Um, so when it comes to kidney stones, I don't think that, I mean, you could pinpoint and say very high protein diet might be harmful and probably it is because there is a limit to anything. You cannot abuse shit. And as well, as I said that, uh, I, I, you know, there were obviously some literature on high amounts of creatine also being somewhat harmful. But again, I've never seen concrete evidence of that actually being the case. I know my uh, my aunt had severe kidney stones on numerous occasions, 
and she's anything but athletic. And, you know, as far as I know, she's never even touched collagen. She doesn't really eat a high protein diet. And I know for a fact she never touched creatine. So I think it's mostly genetics. But again, I could be wrong. So maybe David, you can contribute to this, but it's an interesting question. I found no, no correlation as far as in uh, studies that actually made sense because um, yeah, protein's protein. So although collagen is uh, broken down 100 to 1,000 times uh, more as far as the absorbability of the protein, that actually even makes it healthier than regular protein as far as the digestion goes. It's going to go the places it needs to go. So I, I believe you're right as far as genetics. Um, High-protein diets can cause that. Um, here I'm a type 1 diabetic and I have no problem with my kidneys, but then there's type 1 diabetics that do. And, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not focusing on taking care of my kidneys directly other than drinking a lot of water, trying to balance out my, my food intake and my macros and stuff. So I, I like genetics play a role in, I think, a lot of our element ailments and then how we live and process life. Simon said his is due to high amounts of oxalates in his diet, but I'm not sure exactly what, what type of foods are high in oxalates, but. Sorry. It's, it's okay. So I don't <laughs> know if you know what oxalates are, David, because Simon, the one who asked the original question, said he had high amounts of oxalates, but I'm not sure what kind of foods are high in oxalates. Oh, I'm not sure myself. I'd have to look into that. Okay. So, Robert, so David had a little bit of a heads up on some of the questions here. So we actually have some some personal ones here. Um, so here's an interesting one. So you're both married. When did you know your wives were the ones? I still don't, huh? <laughs> Cop out. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble for this. Uh, honestly, you know what? I, I think that it... These are the types of questions I hate because they're very, very personal. Nevertheless, when I'm asked something, I feel like escaping the question is also not very honorable. So you have to answer it. Um, I, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know the answer to that because I think that when something feels right, it feels right. When something feels wrong, it feels wrong. This is my second marriage. Um, my first one collapsed after slightly over a year. And I met my my wife when I was still married to my first wife, and uh, you know it just and there was no plans to get married a second time as everyone anyone who's been through the wars knows you know usually that's a very very painful process and very unpleasant. So once you're done with it, you most of the time from what I've seen, people say never again. And that was my attitude, you know, by saying never again. And I remember that um, um, my parents and my friends and family members, they all thought that uh, my wife, Marina, she was the one. They actually thought that before I was thinking that. So uh, they were, I would say, I don't want to, I don't want to come off as a dick, but I was pushed to pop the question, so to speak. And I said, no, 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 because I've been through hell and it's not going to happen. So I remember my stepdad, who is, a, who is a jeweler, he offered me a couple of times to make a ring, basically, you know, engagement ring. So I would propose and I, I you know, it got to a point where I was like, okay, leave me the fuck alone. It's not going to happen. And that was pretty much the case uh, where one day out of the blue, um, you know, I walked up to him and I was like, you know what, I want to order a ring. 
and he looks at me with fucking huge eyes and he goes like what i was like yeah he goes to me you're serious i'm like yeah um don't ask me why i want it don't ask me why it, it happened it's just one of those taking the things that happened you know where you know that something is right and you feel it and you do it um sometimes you write about it sometimes your instincts are right sometimes they're wrong but you go with them and you know just like when i walked into a home gym the very first day and i was i went to the owner and i'm like i love this gym i said i want to buy it and he told me to go fuck myself uh, i fell in love with the gym absolutely in love and i didn't have any money and then when he wanted to sell it i still didn't have any money but i still bought it i went out of my way to buy it because i just i was in love with that gym and it felt right even though the gym was not making any money and it was a dump and um it just i think that sometimes in life we don't plan things and they just happen and they work out a certain way and sometimes you just have to accept it for what it is so the answer is i honestly don't have an answer when it felt right or when the decision was made it just kind of happened and that's it okay so pizza says just take the one that bull put up with you <laughs> not yet, so my next wife is pete <laughs> david i know your wife's sitting in a corner have you had a little time to think about it actually i haven't really had to think about it much um but honestly uh besides her being most beautiful creature that ever walked the face of the earth Hope she <laughs> she's like that. this right now <laughs> um she has a sign he's reading it right now. Uh, <laughs> uh the the moment that she was able to only person that's ever been able to do this calm me so i have a tendency to where i'm i'm pretty as you guys can see man i'm who i am on video but i if if somebody's disrespectful or i get pissed off i can go from zero to 60 like that uh, especially bullies stuff like that and um she was she's been the only one in my whole life that's been able to grab my arm and just say my name and then calm me manner and calm me down from jumping out of the car from going further and she's also been the one only one in my life that has taught me to control myself so she's been she's the one and she's taking care of me on levels that she doesn't even understand so i appreciate her and i love her for that yeah. she, she gonna jump in a frame and give you a big hug in a minute here or no no you know what i it, it's actually to that extent what you just said uh my ex-wife once said to me we were both very alpha both very very strong too strong yeah. it's funny that you what, what you just said because she said to me at one point she goes i know the reason why we're getting a divorce she says the reason is is because we are both too strong and too hot-headed but one of us needs to be able to calm the other one down and neither one of us can we actually tend to piss off each other more than anything else so I think what David said is absolutely right. Somebody has to be, when you have one asshole in a marriage, in this one being me, the other one is has to has to be able to control you and to push that button by either saying your name or doing something where they're able to prevent you from doing something stupid, for making a fool out of yourself, and to calm your 
nerves to calm you down and to bring you back to earth when maybe you lost it for a split second which is very very possible with i guess not just my personality but david's too yeah yeah totally agree then there's got to be a balance somehow but yeah if she was uh if she was more alpha <laughs> we'd be button heads <laughs> she's a tough one though she really is <laughs> So for me, it's weird. To be tougher, actually, than the tough one. You might seem to be tough, but it's actually the one who can calm you down. He's way tougher than you. You know that's so true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For me, as weird as it sounds, my my wife actually sent me a dozen roses for my birthday. I've never. It's always the other way around. Like we as guys generally give yeah. the girls the flowers, and she sent me a dozen roses, and I was like, "That's creative, right there." And it just it, it won me over. As weird as it sounds. <laughs> that's awesome, Sean. <laughs> I know, weird. Sentimental. I'm goofy like that. That's cool. Next time you come to a pond, I'm buying you roses. <laughs> For you, it's going to take a little bit more than roses. Fuck. So, Robic, obviously, a lot of talk, as always, about a pollen, you know, brand of the year. Okay. I think it's almost given. But if you had to pick a two and three, who would you say? Or maybe even David as well. Who would you, who would you say, you know, has, has maybe impressed you both this year from a second and third standpoint? You know, last year, um, and I, I said it a couple of times, I wanted to win that brand of the year more than anything in life. Uh, to say I was obsessed would be a total, you know, under you know understatement of the year. This year, I didn't plan on doing it. We didn't plan it as a team, but um, kind of the releases kept coming and coming and coming. And I think, I, I don't think, I know we've done this year way better than the year before. So, I mean, without trying to come off arrogant or disrespectful, I'm not going to say that, you know, my mission in life this year was to win brand of the year. Uh, I would rather, you know, as much as it sounds a cliche or maybe stupid, I would rather have peace in Ukraine than brand of the year because there are more important things in life, especially when innocent people are dying. And uh, I think that, you know, statement was made last year. Nevertheless, I think that we deserve the second one. I, I really do think so. I know it comes off biased, but I mean, the facts speak for themselves. No other company has done what we've done this year. That's the bottom line. So I think even there shouldn't even be a conversation. Again, I'm not the one who's making the decision. Um, you know, I'm the one who would accept the award. You know, me, my team, Carolina, Marina, I mean, we would accept it, but uh, I think we do deserve it. I think there should even be a question. But, uh, you know, sometimes in life things don't work out the way you want them. Um, so if the question is who deserves to win, Apollon hands down. And I don't give a shit what anyone thinks. That's the honest answer. Um, in terms of number two and number three, Last year, I thought it was a little bit more competitive mm -hmm. than here. Um, this year, I've seen, in the beginning of the year, I've seen a little bit of something from Bryce. I thought that they started off the year kind of good, but then I didn't see nothing from them, maybe just like a drink here or there. Mm -hmm. um, Morphogen, I thought he's going to have a very, very strong year, and they, they released a couple of products beginning of the year, but then again, went very, very quiet. Um, so... To be honest with you, I don't really know who can be second or third. I mean, maybe Apollon should get first, second, and third. 
that, that would be pretty cool. Uh, something that haven't been hasn't been done. But the one who always gets somewhere of attention and they I think the marketing is on point, at least I'll give them that and I'll respect the company tremendously. And again, I don't care what anyone thinks, is ghost. I, I, I don't think they've done much, honestly. But uh, at least I always see some type of some type of creativity from them. I see something from them, something going on. Uh, other than that, to be honest with you, no company really comes to mind. Uh, I think Performance did something also at the beginning of the year, but not much. They cooled a little bit. Who's that? I, said, I think they've cooled a little bit, cooled down yeah, a little bit as well. A little bit. So I haven't seen, because at the end of the day, I think it all comes down to consistency, um, you know, and, and just being able to consistently release products, flavors. But also what David pointed out in the beginning of the podcast, I, I, I'm sorry, I don't think, and again, this is personal, maybe just because I'm behind the palm. I think if you're releasing an underdose product, I think you're spitting in consumer's face. Yeah. So I don't think you should not even be in a contention of getting anything just because you have a shiny label or you have, uh, you know, a cool uh, flavor or a collaboration with, uh, you know, or some with some giant who makes good tasting candies. I'm sorry, but I don't think that that should reward you for a brand of the year. Totally. Um, but when you're putting your heart and soul into your products, where you can proudly say, like, I mean, look, again, the truth is right here. You just had your favorite products. David just said his favorite products were home. Peter put something about his favorite products. I believe I just saw he said, uh, um, over they have something different, but I'm not ashamed of one product that we released. Not one product. I'm proud of each and every product because you will not be able to find one under those products. Maybe you don't like certain flavor, maybe you don't use certain products because God knows I don't use all of them. That would be a lie, but there is no way that you can pick up on a pollen product and say, Well, this product doesn't work. Or this product is underdosed, or this product does not deliver. You will not be able to do it. So that's the reason why it's so hard for me to pinpoint to a company that I think that deserves even second or third. David reviews a lot more products. Well, I don't review shit. I just talk shit about them. Probably <laughs> knows better than I do. David, what do you think? Uh, Pete's message came up about uh, Paul doesn't win again. The Democrats cheated again. <laughs> I started laughing on that. Sorry about that um you know uh as far as uh companies and this is not just a uh an ass kissing thing because you're on here yeah i believe Apollon. you guys are consistently coming out and with new versions uh updated upgraded versions constantly coming out with new products um and that's basically what i consider with a brand of the year where someone's consistently repping re revving things up um and now as far as companies out there, there's some good companies, but a lot of them, in my opinion, have slacked off with new stuff. So it's like the beginning, like towards the beginning of the year, there were companies coming out with things. And then from there, Apollon has been one of the only companies that has actually been consistently coming out with new products. The only other company I can think of is Panda. Yes. Uh, I don't, I don't, uh, they're, you know, I got the L-theanine thing and like uh, some other companies, you know, uh, that 
some of those pre-workouts don't hit me the right way and stuff. But consistently coming out with things and always trying to better their products, they're they're following, you know, as far as Apollon's lead, it almost sounds like, and they're really, really coming out with new stuff. You know, they redid their new Tropic, they're read they're coming out with a new pump product, you know, this and that. So consistent. So that would Robert, be my you, only other choice. Do you think you're at the point now, and and again, I know you're not going to come off cocky, where you can drop anything right now, and it's gonna it's gonna sell. Yeah. So people know that no matter what you drop, it's a hitter. It doesn't even matter what it is nowadays. Again, it's very, very, very simple because again, um, just a little bit of research. I have the same tools that everybody has. I don't have anything that you know that is not accessible to anyone else. So when people say like, "Oh, look, it's an Apollo product, so it's probably good. It's definitely good or whatnot." Flatter, hundred percent, yes. But um, you know, again, David said uh, Panda. Um, Panda, did, yeah, I, I actually I can't believe I missed on that. But Panda did improve a lot, and they do come up with products, and they do try. I actually like the I think greens formula. I thought yes. that the protein tastes very very good. Um, I like the look. I like the marketing. Yeah, I mean probably Panda, but I think that it comes down to um, it comes down to how badly you want it. And I think you have to be competitive with yourself and constantly uh, evolve. And it's not that hard. You know, I mean, we we put our uh, goals in front of ourselves in terms of like, we want to get better and better and better. I mean, look, I'm in my late 40s. Uh, David, we, your early 50s? 53. 53. I mean, look at him. I mean, he looks absolutely fantastic. He looks fantastic. And again, like I said, I mean, the guy is not a bum who just wakes up in the morning, goes to the gym, then takes a nap and eats five, six meals a day, and that's his life. This is a family man. This is somebody who has health issues, somebody who has a full-time job, but he continues to improve, and he enjoys it. He enjoys it. It's not that difficult. Yes, the workouts are not easy. Yes, following a diet is not that easy. It comes down to discipline. But if you really, really want it, it's ach- it's achievable. You can do it. So the same thing is like as much as I enjoy all the props and I enjoy all the respect that I get and the company gets, it's not that difficult. You just have to stay consistent and you have to stay disciplined. You know, there are priorities in life. And if you follow them, then everything falls into place. I would say that my life is not that hard in terms of when it comes to, oh my God, how do they release so many products? It's not that difficult. You just apply yourself, you commit to a certain goal, and that's it. And if if something works, just stick to it. Right. Yep. Yeah, but that so isn't. Could... Can I say something though? The growth, the, the idea about living and and growing like always constantly trying to be better, a better version of yourself and the growth. Apollon in the supplement industry game is the epitome. They're like, they're, they're like the, they're up there as far as like, they should be like right on the top to everybody looks at that as far as how life should be, as how, how, how we should strive to always improve, always be better. So it's not always about coming out with a brand new product, just like when they uh, Time Cop 2, I haven't tried yet. I'm hoping to try that. The hooligans, like when they're revamping these products, they're just looking at it and they're just like, we can do better on that. Now we got these ingredients we know more about. We can do better on this one. And then they're stepping up the game 
and that's the growth in itself it's like always looking at your life and then and then always striving to be better even if it's just changing something you already do up so respect big time Thank you so much. And, and look, uh, another friend of ours, Peter, Peter is old as fuck. He fucking looks like my former rabbi, you know, but uh, look, look, look at him. He, he uh, you know, all jokes aside, P Peter is in fantastic shape. And, you know, I, I see sometimes he will tag me, well, he will use like a product or something like that. And I see he trains like at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. or whatnot. And, you know, his job is also very, very challenging. And he helps me sometimes with uh, certain things, like he, he helped me with the words right now for the, for the past seminar. And, you know, he told me, like, give me three or four weeks or whatnot. It's going to be done. It was done on time. Uh, he, he, he calls me. He's, uh, you know, I needed to make some adjustments. He was there. And, and, you know, he's on the road a lot. But nevertheless, he trains. He's in fantastic shape. And, again, these are the people that I draw inspiration from. And they're my friends. And, and, and it's, uh, it's, it's, I would be ashamed of myself if I didn't for 30. Well, uh, there you go, Simon. Um, you know, it, it's uh, yesterday when Anderson Silva lost the fight, they did an interview with him. And before the interview, I said he's probably going to announce his retirement because, you know, he's old. He, he lost his fight, even though he looked amazing. And then I asked him, what are you going to do? He goes, I'm going to go back to the gym and I'm going to try to get better. Um, you know, and I'm going to continue and I'm not stopping. This is what I was born to do. That's, you know, and I'm sitting on the couch watching it and I just had pizza and uh, I'm like, you know what? I know I can do better. I know I can do better. I know that as hard as it is, I know that I can do better, just a little bit better, just a little bit raise the bar. And David was right. You know, all I did was I took time cop from previous year and I said, like, how can I improve it a little bit more? You know, and the changes are very subtle. It's exactly, if you take the two labels and you compare them, it's exactly the same product. I mean, I didn't try to reinvent it. I didn't try to change it. Why would I change something that is already great? I just added something that I thought would improve the product. Definitely not taking a step back, but just improve. I knew the flavor could be, could improve because it was absolutely disgusting last year. And it's still not that great, but it's improved. You know, the dosages are improved. And believe it or not, actually, I took some of the points from David's review about overtime because most of the ingredients from overtime are in Time Cop. Oh, cool. so I was like, okay, we improved overtime. We can improve Time Cop from the same perspective because it doesn't need to have more energy. The energy was already insane. But if it can improve the mental focus a little bit and concentration, we already have a better product, even if it's by five, ten percent, because I see people are changing their formulas and they come in with V2 and V3 and V4. And I see like, OK, motherfucker, you didn't actually improve it. You made it cheaper. And I see it all the time. You made it cheaper because I know the cost of ingredients. I know what you've done here. You changed the label. The label looks better. Maybe the flavor is better, but your product is not better. It's just different. And you're calling it V2. Well, you know what? If I'm going to send david v2 i will and you know I, I can say david became a good friend of mine um i don't need to bribe him i don't need to ask him i don't need to say anything i know the the the, the review is going to be great why because i know he's knowledgeable i know he's knowledgeable i know he's not, he's going to compare the products 
and I know how he's going to react. So I, I'm, I'm going to send it to him in full confidence. And the product cost me more than the previous one. Yet we're charging exactly the same. So you don't have to be worried. Improving is not that hard when you put your heart and soul into it and you're trying your best. You just have to apply yourself. So what I'm hearing is royalties are coming to David for that little bit of tidbit. 100% the check is in the mail already. <laughs> so one of, one of our older gentlemen wanted to ask, training now that you are older, how has that changed? Uh, who's he, who's he probably, probably lighter weights, more machines, um, and maybe a little bit more warm-ups, but definitely, you know, you have to be smart about it. You can't be stupid. You know, you, you just have to. Um, you know, I always laughed when people said training smart, not hard. Uh, but, you know, I think you can train hard, but still don't forget about common sense and being smart because, I mean, the bottom line is you walk into the gym, you can get hurt at any point. But at least try not to get hurt and try to train smarter. You know, I, I watched Ronnie Coleman and he said that when he did um, two reps of 800-pound squats, the only thing he regretted, he didn't do more reps. It's very impressive. It's very inspirational. It's very cool. Yet, I would not have that regret. I'll be honest. I, I, I would not. Yeah. But that's with me because the trick is not just to be to look good but i also you know what i he, david has diabetes i have in my family diabetes i have blood pressure heart diseases you name it i have it and you know when you have a child when you have a family when you have responsibilities i would like to live a healthy life for as long as i can we still do stupid shit. We still train like idiots despite being maybe careful. We still put all kind of crap into our bodies. You know, that's a fact. But, um, you know, we're still reckless with certain things. But at least just try and think that, you know, it's not only about you and your health, but it's also about loved ones and people that you can affect with doing stupid shit. Do you train harder, David? Or because I don't think I don't think I could ever do your warm-up a hundred pull-ups or whatever you start your back workout with. All right. <laughs> um yeah, actually I, I trained the same. I remember when I was 48. <laughs> I was actually I felt strong at 48. <laughs> actually, 45 and 46, I felt actually really good doing when I was doing I think it was 45, 44 when I was doing CrossFit. Super strong at that age. Um and uh, I actually train, um, I feel it more, um, but I still push it. Uh, I don't do a lot of like, uh, I know I met my goals as far as, you know, deadlifts and power cleans and, and snatches and all that stuff way back when. So you won't, you won't catch me doing much of that um, as far as heavyweight, uh, but, uh, but I'll push it in the gym. Like you said, 100 pull-ups. Um, uh, I 30 seconds rest, 40 seconds rest in between sets, seeing how much I can accomplish in an hour, hour and 15 minutes. So you pay a lot of attention to cardio as well. Oh, train through training, pretty much. Through through training. Training. Yeah. So I'm all constantly moving and constantly getting the blood circulating. So super sets, all that stuff. Right. Right. And I focus on uh, some of the exercises I do, like when I do kettlebell swings and, you know, uh, jump squats and stuff like that. I'm focusing on the lymphatic system as I've gotten older, because that's a system that doesn't pump. We pump it by moving our arms and our legs and stuff. 
So um, for immune, immune health and everything to get that lymphatic system going, I'm always on the elliptical. I'm always doing, you know, something that's squatting and jumping where I'm using most of my body and most of my uh, limbs to actually get that system going more. So I focus on that more so than I do actual cardiovascular on the treadmill, walking 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. And um, it's just worked out for me. I feel healthier that way. Um, Cause I think feel I get the way I train. I very quickly, I get a cardiovascular anaerobic hit just in my training alone. So. And plus you do five minutes of break dancing and you're good. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. I'm actually, if I could work out and just do breakdancing, I would. But I'll be honest with you, the hips do not move like they used to. So <laughs> every once in a while, day afterwards, I'll be like, why does that hurt? <laughs> oh, yeah, I did that video yesterday. <laughs> now, same person, what about supplement usage? I mean, for me, I've added more of a multivitamin and more fish oils, but I don't know if it's just because of age or just because of what I know what they do. In order for me to keep going, um, I've had to up my fish oil, uh, I've noticed. And uh, I do take multivitamins. Um, I take uh, I take two animal packs a day with a meal. Um, not that that's gaining any muscle or anything like that, but just with the way I tax myself. And as we get older, our body's breaking down. That's why the collagen supplement's even super important for people that are our age. Because we're breaking down so much quicker than um, than we used to, and uh, we have to kind of keep up on it if we want to keep our joints, our ligaments, our skin, our hair, you know, everything, uh, brains, organs working properly. We got to keep all that nutrition coming. So I do, I do uh, ten grams of fish oil a day, and uh, I do two animal packs a day, and pretty much I make sure I get at least three servings of vegetables. I'm not a big fruit guy all the time. But you will hardly ever see me do anything less than three servings of, uh, of vegetables. Um, fats are always avocados, um, healthier fats. You know, I don't eat a lot of steak and chicken, although my favorite food, if I could eat it for a lifetime. Wait, that's one of the questions, I think. Go ahead, throw it out. Bacon. I'd eat bacon forever. That'd be, I'd live off of bacon if I could eat it and it wouldn't affect me. Um, but I just, I just watch my fats. I've had to watch my fats more so. Um, I think at 50 is when it pretty much happened. So when 50 happened, it was almost like I remember turning to my dad and saying, saying to him one day when I was working, I was getting up, I was working on an air conditioner and getting up and I look at him and I go, why is it? It's like 50, boom, everything's popping now. Um, my energy has dropped a little bit. You know, uh, it's just interesting um, how things happen as far as that we age and stuff. So... Yeah, so I've had to up it. Actually, if I would have been, if I would have been supplementing like I am now, at forty five, uh, with the knowledge I have now, with the ingredients, I take antioxidants as well. I make sure I get grape seed or pine bark in because they help with that oxidative stress, which is going to help with the endothelial tissue, tissue and the walling, blood flow, vasodilation, all that stuff. Uh, if I knew what I knew at forty five, I'd probably be even in better shape now than than I am. So, um, I just hope that people learn it a lot quicker so they can continue because i want to be breakdancing i'm gonna break dancing my son's gonna have his 50th birthday and i'm gonna be 80 something and i'm gonna break dancing at his birthday party a little I'm, slower but it happened no i'm gonna be doing it the same i'll make sure i'm doing it the same <laughs> robic i know you're a fish oil person but anything else you've added over the years as you get older 
Um, I definitely, the fish oil, actually, uh, one of my closest friends, Alina, she worked uh, for a company that they, uh, they, they made uh, Amaral with, which they do prescription uh, fish oil, Basipa. Uh, I get that um, because that is absolutely amazing and my triglycerides have never been better. I've been around for the past two or three years and that stuff is absolutely magic. So I religiously take four capsules every day. Uh, multivitamins, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much standard. I do take Totka, like I said, that's uh, my liver enzymes were always elevated, always. Um, I think that was mostly probably genetic, maybe due to previous uh, oral steroid use as well. Um, but, um, you know, uh, Totka definitely is a miracle because all that milk thistle and all that stuff i'm sorry just won't do it lift 50 all that crap i'm sorry but it's ineffective I, i've tried it. it it didn't do shit um ever since i've been doing liver lover and um you know i mean i've done Totka even before that that pretty much fixed it i mean 250 to 500 milligram was more than enough to get my liver to where i need to be uh and acetylcysteine uh knack i'm doing 1200 milligram religiously that uh, i did notice it and like already said garlic uh, uh, red yeast uh, niacin that helped me work my uh, cholesterol levels tremendously um i do take uh, ever since uh, i started trt i've been taking uh, baby aspirin on a daily basis um that seems to work beautifully you know in terms of blood and everything else and uh, I've been on TRT since uh, the age of 36 or 38 or something like that. And um, never look back because, you know, I do blood work two to three times a year. And every time, knock on wood, it's been, it's been pretty good. So a vitamin D, obviously, you know, I, I take that religiously. Um, so that's pretty much, I would say, more or less my regimen. I do try to eat avocado on a daily basis. Um, again, I kind of got to like it a lot. But, um, you know, healthy fats, I'm definitely a big fan of. Um, Cooking-wise, I'm not a big fan of cooking on spray. It's just not my thing. I'd rather cook on avocado oil or macadamia nut oil. I absolutely love those things. Yeah. Um, salads, obviously, with olive oil, you know, that staple. So that's pretty much it. I can't say that I'm a health fanatic. I do love to eat. I do love, um, you know, obviously junk food and stuff like that but i try to limit it to one day a week or so i try to behave you know sometimes twice um cardio i do on a daily basis uh, except sunday and i try to do different types of cardio like pete said i try to train fast in terms of like doing uh lots of supersets and non-stop very little rest to keep my heart rate up um and that's pretty much it and i definitely did notice substantial difference in terms of like health and how i feel so i think that uh, it seems like it's a lot because we just pretty much if somebody would listen to us they would think that we have no life all we do is just take supplements train do cardio and that's pretty much it uh but uh that's not the case i mean the training and cardio take maybe and i mean it maybe an hour out of my day at the most you know if somebody says they're training three or four hours i was always like okay you're definitely not training because if you train the way i train for three four hours you die so there is no way you're able to train like most of my training sessions in terms of lifting they anywhere between 30 to 45 minutes 
and plus on top of it cardio but like i said i move i move constantly my breaks between the sets are we're not counting them in minutes we're counting them in seconds yeah. you know i constantly constantly move i i can finish on Friday, for example, I do biceps and tricep supersets, and I do three, four exercises per bicep and per tricep, three or four sets each. But I pick a bicep and tricep exercise, and I go back and forth until I finish. It takes me maybe two minutes, maybe three, to finish the entire superset because I just don't stop. So in reality, I can finish an arm training in about 15 minutes, and my arms feel like they're about to collapse. Add about 30 minutes of cardio, and I'm pretty much done. So I think that, uh, you know, there is no need to go crazy. And in terms of diet, you don't have to be fanatical because we're not training for a show. We're not training for a fight. We're training for health and for physical appearance. And I think, you know, it sounds already kind of like a cliche. We, we talk about it nonstop. But at our age, I think that we look fairly good for where we need to be. And I'm actually being modest right now because I think I look fucking great right now. So, <laughs> uh, so you know what? I mean, I, I know guys half our age, though they don't even come close and don't have as busy lifestyle as we do, right? And, you know, responsibilities. So uh, that, that's pretty much it. I, again, it's not that hard to commit yourself. Yeah, so so not, not the schlong shine, as Ari would say, but Robic, when you have a minute, I would suggest look at David's channel, look at David's first video, and look at his most recent video, because you can see, like, David's face and everything, like, a true, not that you were a big guy two years ago, but you can see the true metamorphosis, like, just in your face and your arms and everything else. No, thanks. No. Yeah, I, I, like I said, Dave, David posts a lot of training clips, and I watch him train, and... Uh, I don't know if it's your apartment complex or where do you train sometimes. Yeah, that's where it's at. A very, very small little setup, mm. but it's perfect. And I, I, I see like the commitment and stuff like that. You don't need a palm gym. You don't need like these fucking huge training facilities. If you really commit yourself, you know, a couple of machines and free weights and you're good to go. You're good to go. It's all about how you apply yourself. Yeah. The exercises you implement. So we'll wrap down a few more questions here because I know David's got a busy day here. But, uh, Robic, I'm wanting to know, why did you start TRT as 36? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's uh, I've been honest about it. I started using anabolics at the age of 26, I think. Um, I was never, uh, you know, I don't think I ever abused steroids or anything like that. But, you know, if we're talking about cycles, I would do typically one to two cycles every year. And... Um, Again, not abusing or anything like that. I did it mostly for physical appearance or for other reasons. And then uh, I decided to sort of, I guess, stop or so. And I went to check myself out. And um, I was training for my first Muay Thai fight, um, you know, because I started Muay Thai at the age of 36. Uh, I was training for my first Muay Thai fight and I would not like lift weights or anything like that. On the contrary, I actually had to strip some of the muscles away to be faster and, you know, more athletic. And uh, when I went to check my testosterone levels, because obviously training two, three times a week, Muay Thai and kickboxing and running and doing this, it demands a lot out of your body. Mm. And the typical testosterone levels are supposed to be somewhere around 300 to six, 800. That's like an optimal sort of kind of range. Um, when I went to get tested because I did feel tired and exhausted, I think that naturally 
I was somewhat, not a disaster, but it was on a lower side, obviously. I think from years of, 10 years of using it, I was around, I think I want to say 200 or something like that. It wasn't ideal. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've seen people who had 50. So, uh, you know, I I went to see a doctor who was highly recommended to me and we did the full blood panel and uh, we went over all the vitals and stuff like that. And, you know, we found the range that he believed would work for me. And, uh, you know, I started TRT with him and uh, it worked out great. Um, I'm, again, not in my nature, uh, but I will, I will say it. I didn't just use TRT. For some of the fights, I would up the dosages a little bit um, using other compounds that would help because, you know, if when people say that they are 100% natural when they're fighting and stuff like that, um, I'm not going to say everybody's lying, but a lot of people are lying. I'm just not the type. So I would use a little bit more, not bodybuilding style, none of that. But I would add a little bit maybe of something like Mastron, would, would, which help with strength levels and kind of like with power output. Um, I would add Winstrol that would help a little bit also with endurance. So maybe a little bit of Equipoise. Guys, I'm not recommending the use of those drugs or anything like that. I'm just putting out personal information, something that I've done. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not proud of it. I don't recommend it. Um, but when it comes to being an athlete, unfortunately, sometimes we do things that we do. So um, I've done those, but again, nothing in terms of abusing or anything like that. And that would typically be maybe just throughout the camp, which would be like maybe eight weeks. It wasn't done all the time. And then, uh, you know, just go donate blood, especially if you use something like equipoise, which increases your red blood cells. So it would be advisable to donate blood. Actually, I would recommend donating blood for everybody every eight to 12 weeks. I would do that and go right back to TRT. But yeah, 36, I started TRT due to the fact that I was suppressed at that age due to the use of anabolic steroids prior to that. Let's be honest, you, you were doing it to level the playing field. I mean... Pretty much. I mean, again, I mean, listen... When people are are judging bodybuilders for using anabolic steroids, they don't have a choice. You know, on a certain level, you have to do certain things. Are drugs bad? Um, Everything is bad when you abuse it. Everything is bad when you use something that you don't know how to use. I mean, listen, we have over-the-counter supplements that can fuck you up pretty badly just because they are shitty of poor quality or because you misuse them. I don't think you should be using, uh, I don't know, 50 grams of creatine, you know, but I know people who do it. I have people who come to a pond and we usually prepare shakes with one or two scoops of protein, which is, you know, 25 to 50 grams of protein per serving. And you will have somebody who weighs 120 pounds and goes, well, I want to have extra scoop of protein. I want to have 75 grams or hundred grams. You're like, fuck, your body doesn't even need that much, but it, it can fuck you up. You know, it's just, it's completely unnecessary, but, um, you know, that's just the way it is. Unfortunately, you know, while I gave some information that maybe I shouldn't have, uh, at least I was honest and I don't condone the use of anabolic steroids, nor will I say that they are bad necessarily. I will just say, you know what, you know, when you do certain things in life, you do certain things in life, good or bad, and uh, just be careful, use your head. If you don't know what you're doing, go consult a doctor or somebody who is very, very knowledgeable, somebody who you trust, 
and be careful because you only get one life to live. So for Robic or David, we all know Jojo, very close friend of Robic and myself, getting my test. So he's doing a show in two weeks, Dave. He's a completely natural bodybuilder. And I believe him because we have very close offline conversations. Getting my test checked after my show, would it be smarter to wait a few weeks or a month before getting checked for more accurate levels or would it matter? After, after a show? He's got a show with next, actually next Saturday, a week from today. Uh, it would probably be better. I don't know how Robin looks at it, but uh, a couple when his diet starts to get back into check and his nutrition starts to get back to more on a normal level, then that's probably when I would check it. So two weeks, three weeks afterwards, maybe a month. Yeah, I got nothing to add. David is right. You know, you have to kind of get because uh, when you're dieting for a show, especially that last week, your body, regardless whether you're natural or you're not natural, your body is a fucking wreck. You destroyed it. You know, and when people say like, well, I'm natural. I don't give a fuck that you're natural. You're just dieting on fucking chicken breast and fish. Nothing healthy about that. If you think that it's a healthy diet, you're a fucking worm. You just did an hour or two of cardio, beating up your joints and your body. You brought your body fat to the lowest possible level that is also not very healthy. Uh, and your hormonal levels, despite the fact that you might be even natural, your hormonal levels are probably still fucked. So yeah. David is right on point. I couldn't agree more. You have to wait and kind of rebound and recover a little bit to get the accurate reading of how much damage and yes damage you have done to yourself because nothing is healthy about this nothing so whenever people you know what i keep saying it again and again if you watch dave palombo's video muscle in the morning he says let's find out what's new in our world of bodybuilding in and fitness i'm like bodybuilding i can understand fitness i don't know if those guys are very fit there is nothing fit about this because, you know, most of those guys can't even fucking run a mile. They're not very fit. They're not very healthy. There is nothing healthy about eating fucking protein five, six times a, a day and not having a serving of vegetables and not having a balanced meal and beating up your body with hours and hours of cardio, destroying your lower back and training like a fucking maniac on no carbs. Well, yes. Willpower, 100% yes. Uh, strong mind, definitely. Determination, commitment, all of those, yes. Healthy, not so much. Right. Yeah. One last question, guys, and then we'll kind of let everybody start the end of their day. But if you weren't doing a pollen or HVAC, what would you be doing? If I wasn't doing HVAC, uh, I don't know. I always look at uh, – I'd be in a biker gang. That's what my son told me. Um, if I didn't, if I didn't get, if I didn't start young, you know, with a permanent job and stuff. As far as working wise, though, I mean, I've always had a passion. I think um, when I was twenty, try to make this quick. When I was twenty-five, when I uh, twenty twenty-five, mid twenties, I you know ran into an old friend from school and found out he owned the Nutri Shops, and started fixing his air conditioning for free and he'd give me supplements and in turn he took me in and showed me the ropes on like the new products coming out he was the first one to get argent and nitrate but all these like little things it was like kind of a process of life learning about citrulline learning about all these products and these ingredients coming out way 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 back when it just sparked this ingredient you know this fascination for nutrition and supplements my mind so if 
I wasn't stuck on HVAC and I had a different route, I'd probably be doing something within the supplement industry, you know, something with products, pre-workouts, supplements or something like that. So, you know, David kind of threw himself under the bus here. Said. <laughs> um, I have on air proposal to you. What's that? Um, one of the next Apollon products, you'll help me formulate. Oh, I'd, I'd be glad to. I, that would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome, man. Here you go. So, uh, you and I will talk, and uh, obviously, you'll get the credit and whatnot. But I think uh, from what I've seen, because somebody asked me yesterday or two days ago about formulating a product for a palm, and I said no, because I formulate my own products. And uh, the only one that I ever go to when it comes to it is actually Robert Chinevsky, because I do value his opinion greatly, and he's very, very knowledgeable. and you know, certain things I don't know. And obviously, Marina, who is uh, a polynutrition partner, who's my wife, she's a doctor, she's a pharmacist. So I go to her, especially when it comes to health products. But I think that from what I've seen, David, you have tremendous knowledge. And I respect that tremendously as well. Totally I think that, you know, one of the products that I'll be working on, I actually have a product in mind. I'm not going to say it right now. So okay. nobody should even be asking. Uh, but I think that uh, I'll pick your brain and we'll just discuss it and uh, I'll get your input on it. So it will be a cool exercise for you. And I trust your opinion. I appreciate that, man. Thank you very much for the ch chance. You know, I, uh, I, I just, oh, I, say no. <laughs> I, was like, I don't know how to present it. I was actually, do I, do I tell them that in person or whatever or not? But your answer right now, you kind of like threw yourself under the bus. I was like, okay, you made it easy. It's a passion of mine, so it's just like that would just be fun. Yeah, I even look like I said, I, I have one or two products that I'm playing with right now, and I think your contribution is going to be very, very helpful. I appreciate that, man. Thanks for thinking of me. So it won't be a GDA. We'll assume that. <laughs> no, no, we do products that work. <laughs> so, gents, it's it's been a pleasure to both of you folks having you both on. Is there anything, maybe any questions, anything else we haven't? dress did you want to ask each other or will everybody get on to their wonderful day no i just want to eat i'm i'm ready <laughs> i'm ready i'm ready to eat yeah thank you guys i really really appreciate your time it's been an absolute blast might be one of my favorites if not the favorite podcast i've done oh. and robic I, I want to thank you because obviously you're the one that said make it happen get david on the call and here we are having a good old time yeah, and it's, yeah, it's, it's been the one that i wanted because like i said i you know despite the fact that people think of me if I like somebody and I respect somebody, you know it. And David is an absolute stud. He is amazing when it comes to reviews. He is amazing when it comes to knowledge. He knows his ingredients. He's passionate and uh, just all around nice guy. And I really, really respect him. He's a real friend. And like I said, he's going to help us formulate the product. Right back at you, Robert. Thank you. Big time. I don't think I've ever heard Robert use the word stud for anybody. So take that in the highest <laughs> regards. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> so, but for everybody listening, thank you so much. Have yourself a great week. And as always, follow David on Mission to Muscle, David Fredrickson on YouTube, and also ApollonNutrition.com to check out all the great products. And if you're in the Edison, New Jersey area, highly, highly recommend go visit the Apollon Gym. You will not be disappointed. As always, thank you so much. Have a great rest of the day. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Step on. 
Wake up, brother, gon' rise with the sun. Step two, get some good, some food in you. Step three, you grow hard about what you wanna be. Step four, fuck everybody, just do your thing. Wake up, today's gonna be a good day. 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 Wake up. Today's gonna be a good day. Wake up. Today's gonna be a good day. Wake up. Today's gonna be a good day. Yo, set your affirmations, aspirations. I got shit to do. The aftermath of preparation. Good food, good mood, blood in circulation. One step at a time. Yeah, that's how you make it. Set a goal you control and the steps you take them. I try to pick one thought, have some concentration. And if I make a mistake, it's called education. I try to do this every day, call it replication. Wake up, today's gonna be a good day. 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 Wake up. Today's gonna be a good day. Wake up. Today's gonna be a good day. Wake up. Today's gonna be a good day. So life ain't easy, y'all. I think there's a reason, though. Ups and downs, just like every different season, y'all. Sometimes I'm high, other times I'm barely breathing, though. I always gotta fight and hide from the demons, y'all. Negative thoughts are poison, they ride. Uh. Head full of flaws, so here come the clouds. Uh. They'll never stop unless I can swap All the bad for the good in my head when I'm lost uh. Yeah, so I'ma fake it till I make it Positive thoughts are overtaken, I got patience One day at a time is how you operate a cadence A flow, you grow, you show yourself a foundation Stay away from all the shit that causes temptation I know that I like to do it cause of sensation I live my life in my head like a narration Don't expect greatness, do my best, man, I'll take it Wake up, today's gonna be a good day Wake up, today's gonna be a good day Today's gonna be a good day. Wake up. Today's gonna be a good day. Wake up. Today's gonna be a good day. Wake up. Today's gonna be a good day.